We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. It's a privilege to be here and share with you what I feel the Lord has directed me to share with you, the body of Christ. Because of the lateness of the hour, it's kind of like the old farmer was that was waiting around, you know, to plow his corn, and it just kept raining. And he'd check the field on Sunday evening, and it was going to be dry enough to plow on Monday morning. So he, laying in bed that night, heard the clock strike, you know, 11. When it strike 12, uh, he miscounted and counted 13. He jumped up and said, Ma, Ma, get up, it's later than it's ever been. <laughs> well, to be very frank about it, it is later than it's ever been. And uh, I don't know, for two or three years, or maybe four years, the Lord's been dealing with me about this subject, of Jesus the intercessor. Jesus our intercessor. And I want you to open your Bibles with me to, first of all, to Isaiah the 53rd chapter, and if you'll find two openings for right now, we'll go to some others, but Isaiah the 53rd chapter, then First John the 2nd chapter. We're going to be sharing some things that will bring light to you. You know, David said, the entrance of the word bringeth light. And I believe God's word will always bring light unless we squint our eyes to it. Jesus talked about something that Isaiah said, and he said, their eyes they have closed. And that word closed is the Greek word that we get our word squinted from, as if you walked out into the light and we tend to squint our eyes. So as the word goes forth, we will receive light and let's set ourselves in a position to hear the voice of the Spirit of God. Father, we thank you for the word of God tonight that shall come forth by the Spirit of the living God to minister accurately to the spirit, to the soul, of every person under the sound of my voice, whether it be on tape or in person that they hear it, that the anointing of God shall minister life and healing and health to the spirit, soul, and body. For you said you sent your word and healed them. We fully expect the word to go forth and to bring healing and to deliver them from destruction in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, that the word is rightly divided. For the spirit of truth within me, he teaches me all things, and I trust in the greater one within me to accurately bring forth the word to the hearts of the people in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 53. Let's read from verse 12. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. He bare the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressor. Now Isaiah is prophesying of Jesus when he came that he would make intercession for the transgressor. We know that he did this. We know that he did it on the cross. We know that he cried, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We know that he wept over Jerusalem and prayed and interceded for the unbelievers. 
And here this is brought out very vividly. Then if we go in the New Testament to 1 John chapter 2, we find the New Testament brings out some more light into this, especially under the New Covenant, where John writes and says, My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Now I want to call your attention to verse 2 where it says, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Now the word advocate, sometimes we don't stop and give enough thought to it. The Bible tells us that the more thought we give to something, the more light we'll receive from it. The word advocate here is the Greek word that is paraclete or paracletus. It means advocate, consoler, comforter, or intercessor. Now, we can all understand when we talk in the natural day terms of a lawyer, a go-between, someone that takes up your case for you and pleads your case before another, someone that goes for you and pleads for your cause. So here he tells us that Jesus is our advocate. He is our counselor, consoler, comforter. In John's gospel, he is called the comforter. Jesus refers to him, the Holy Spirit, as the comforter. In fact, he said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come unto you. So the advocate, Jesus Christ, being our advocate, he is our lawyer in a certain sense, that he pleads our case. And there are many today that feel that no one cares for them. But if they can understand the fact that Jesus is the advocate. When you become born again, that Jesus is your lawyer, so to speak. He will represent you before the Father God. And just a few verses back in the first chapter here of John, he says, if we confess our sins, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now you notice he's talking here, the book of John is written to the church. It's not written to sinners, actually, it's written to the church. So the person that's born again has the advocate, the comforter, available to them. Now, of course, we all have the advocate. Now, there's some things that go a little deeper into this, and we will as we progress along in the scriptures and take our scriptural journey in this, that every person, the apostle Paul says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. If you're not of Christ, if Christ doesn't dwell in you, the spirit of Christ is not in you, then we're not of the Father. Now, we need to understand something, that every believer has a measure of the Holy Spirit within them, a measure of the Holy Spirit, because that's how you're born again. Now, I don't know a better way to say it than the fact when Adam sinned, he broke fellowship with the Father God, and he broke God's Word, and the power charge in his human spirit went dead, which was the Holy Spirit. And he could then no longer have that fellowship with God the Father. 
he was spiritually dead, we would say. Now, that doesn't mean that his spirit didn't exist. Sometimes we equate spiritual death with ceasing to exist. But the human spirit never dies. It'll live somewhere forever. But Adam was spiritually dead because the measure of the Spirit of God that was breathed into him. As you read in Genesis, the first chapter, you find that it says, God says, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. Then in chapter 2, verse 7, he brings it out more vividly how that he did it. He says, the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. Now you realize that his body was formed from the dust of the ground, but man, the real creation, which is the real you, was not made out of dust. He says, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul, or a living spirit being. He has a soul, and he lives in a body. Now, it was the breath of God that brought life to this body that God made for Adam. The body was perfect but it had no life in it. The Bible says God breathed life into it. He breathed the breath of life. The Amplified says the spirit of life. So if it was the spirit of life, it was the spirit of God. Isn't that right? It was God's spirit. It was the very spirit of God. Now, this is what made him alive and vital. When Adam sinned, he lost the power charge of the human spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. It was the light that lighteth every man, the Bible says. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. And he comes on down and says, It was the light that lighteth every man. So the human spirit, the candle of the Lord, the Bible says in Proverbs, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of his belly. So it is the human spirit that God uses to enlighten us. And Adam received a revelation by the Spirit of God through his human spirit. But when the power charge left him, when he died spiritually, then God had to deal with him on a physical level, had to teach him how to clothe himself and how to manage. But now here's the point that I wanted us to see. It's like if you had a tape recorder. Many of you, you know, you can tell charismatics they got a tape recorder in one hand. But uh, if you had a radio, perfectly good radio here and you know, somebody came and took the batteries out of it and put in their tape recorder, and you came along, picked up the radio, and you turned it on, it didn't pick up anything. You'd shake it around, slap it, and say, the thing's dead. Well, you don't bury it because it's dead, do you? You could take it to a shop, and they'd say, well, you know, the thing checks out all right, just don't have any power charge in it. And as you put the batteries back in it, it'll work fine. Adam lost the power charge. Now, what we need to realize is that every person that is born of the Spirit of God, born again, has a measure of the Holy Spirit in them. But now don't confuse that with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as in Acts 2.4. Certainly, if you are of Christ, you have the Spirit of Christ in you. The Apostle Paul says that in the 8th chapter of Romans. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Our offer is Jesus, our intercessor, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. And this is talking about Jesus being our intercessor. He intercedes for us. And how does he do that? We find in Romans, the 8th chapter, great insight into this. And it helps us understand it. 
We'll start with verse 25. For if we hope for that that we see not, then we have patience to wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. In other words, it cannot be uttered in articulate speech or a language that you have learned. And he says, And he that searcheth the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, the will of, in this verse 27, is in italics. It was added by the translators. Let's read it like it was written, first of all. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to God. In other words, Jesus, the intercessor, makes intercession for us in heaven through the Holy Spirit, through your spirit, he prays the way God would pray. Now, ask yourself this question. If God prayed, would he get his prayer answered? Yes, absolutely. I'm telling you, and this is telling you how Jesus, the intercessor, he's in heaven making intercession for you. And because we don't know how to pray as we ought, sometimes you just don't know what to say or how to pray. But Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, will pray the way that God would pray in your situation. And that's why he says, and we know that all things work together for good. All things you prayed about in the Spirit is what he's talking about. That's offer number 7216. Two CDs, Jesus, our intercessor, be a blessing to you. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.